We appreciate your support to Defining Moments Podcast. A good friend of mine once told me the best one out there is the one having the most fun, and he's exactly right, and that's exactly what we're doing. We're having the most fun. Why? Because we can and we want to. Find us on social media, Twitter, at DefMomentsPod. That's at D-E-F Moments Pod. On Instagram, Facebook, at Defining Moments Podcast. Take us on the go from iHeartRadio to Spotify, all the way to YouTube. Search Defining Moments Podcast. Check out our swag at DefiningMomentsPod.com. We have a merchandise store. A lot of great stuff. Follow us on social media. We love to do giveaways. Why? Because we're undefeated. Have a good day. When the storm sirens go off, you ready to get yourself and your family down your storm shelter? Nah, man, not me. I opened up mine the other day. Grass clippings, dead spiders, a couple live spiders, a dead scorpion, live crickets were down there. Why would I have my wife and my family go down to that storm shelter? Can't even keep it clean. So what I decided to do, I called up StormCheck.team. They team up with local veterans to keep your storm shelter safe and clean. They offer their signature five-point service, which includes they get down there, they vacuum, they clean. Those dead spiders, grass clippings, live spiders, gone. It's sanitized. It's deodorized. They give you fresh water supply. Install a motion-sensored LED light. How brilliant is that? And they ensure that your shelter location is registered with your local emergency management office in your respective city, state, and town. Freaking brilliant. For the premium subscriber, you get to see them twice a year and you get a first aid kit. Give them a visit on their website, www.stormcheck.team. Get to know them. They're awesome. They're undefeated, just like your storm shelter will be. That's www.stormcheck.team. Stop being afraid of your storm shelter. Give them a call. All right. Ready? Yeah. All right. Do do break it us break us off, man. You ready? Yeah. Undefeated on three. Yep. One, two, three. Undefeated. Welcome back to Defining Moments Podcast. My name is Wong Lam. Michael McClintock. What's up? Your podcast is the Air Attack Podcast. Listen and subscribe. Uh, iTunes, Google, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio. He's a host of his own show. Yes, sir. Glad to have you here, brother man. Likewise. Glad to be here. Absolutely, brother man. It's been Almost a year. Yes. Do you remember how we met up? I sure do. We met up at a uh, the OnCue. We finally met up after a long conversation on Twitter and finally met up on the OnCue on Northwest Express, uh, Expressway. Yeah. And uh, met there and we had grabbed, you know, some drinks. Well, you should, I should say you should grab some drinks <laughs> um, for a buddy of yours. Yeah. And I was there to, to follow me up and I think I did grab something. Yeah. I don't remember what I grabbed. I do remember, but we'll leave that off the air for right now, man. The details of meeting people, I I love it. Exactly. My question, and this is a deep question, and it's a serious question, man. How are you doing today? I'm actually doing pretty well. Yeah? We're doing pretty well. What makes it, you doing so well? It's life. We're undefeated. It's freedom. Living the greatest country on on planet Earth and, and just living life and realizing that you know, <clears throat> my situation may suck at times, but people have it worse. And yeah, just take enjoy every moment you can. Yeah, I love it, man. How's the family? Family's doing well. Yeah, you know, my dad's of course struggling, but hey, yeah. he's alive and 
we'll take every moment we have with him. So yeah, yeah. How how are you guys working through that with your dad? <clears throat> it's uh, it's it's it can be a struggle at times. I know my mom, I'm sure, is getting a lot of her burden, but I try yeah. to help out when when need be. Of course, you know, spring's coming around, so mowing season is going to be coming back in action, and and so I'll be balancing my house and his house to mow, but That's we're kind of taking turns and just taking care of each other. Yeah, right on, man. Our podcast is Defining Moments, and our love language of the podcast mm-hmm. is gift giving. So we've got a few items for you. Okay. Check it out. Let's give you these two first. Ah, oh, man. You shouldn't have to do. I know, but we get to, we want to, and it's fun. Undefeated. Yes, sir. Undefeated. Don't get tired of winning, baby. Hey, we'll be winning a lot here at OU soon. <laughs> I love we'll it. be winning other things too, but that'll be it. We'll talk that here in a sit. But, you know. We're winning at life. You're right there. Yeah, bro. I'll be repping that every day. Yeah. And this, now I am at the preface that I cannot verify the taste of this wine. Okay. But the store behind it, the third Thursday of every November, the French releases it is a celebration wine, Boujolet Nouveau. Okay. And it's a celebration wine. It's the first harvest. So the taste is different every year. And the, what's it called? The label, mm-hmm. the artwork on it is different every year. So it's become a collector's item for me. And right. so my wife and I wanted to give you this. Well, thank you very much. So if you don't drink it, that's okay. At least it's a collector's item. Oh, absolutely. Very and, nice. Bro. Come on oh, now. Come on. Come on now. Undefeated. Yeah, yeah. Man, dude, you feel like you made me feel like number one overall pick, homie. What's that? You made me feel like the first overall pick. Oh man, undefeated. number one. Number one. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate you guys. No, from the bottom of my heart, from what I see what you guys do on the uh in the community, it's it's far beyond you know, I appreciate what you guys do in the community oh, and thanks. And uh, I definitely respect that. I appreciate Keep doing what you guys are doing. Thanks, man. It, that, that means a lot. It comes from the heart. It's it's all genuine. What you see us, our videos, our pictures on Twitter, our stories, yep. that's exactly what you get in real life. So, no, that's what it's yeah. about. No, I applaud you guys. Keep I appreciate it, man. Thank you very much. You talk about you're, you feel like the number one draft pick. So, Denver Broncos, on the clock, 2021 draft. Who we got? <clears throat> Trey Lance, the quarterback out of North Dakota State. Wow. I've seen highlights on him. I haven't seen him, you know, physically play on TV. I saw the highlights, like you said. Yeah. I think he can be a he can be a player. Yeah. I think he's going to be better than Carson Wentz, but uh, I think the quarterback situation is still up in the air. I think I like Drew Locke, but again, when you're hurt and you're in for five games, you're kind of you haven't seen shown us nothing, and he shows some flashes. He's got some some hiccups. So yeah, I say quarterback. that or defense. Um, I think the Mike, Mike, my, my key or Micah Parsons out of Penn State, I think mm-hmm. would be up there as well. But I would definitely, if, if Trey Lance is out there, uh, definitely pick him at number nine. All right. So we're going to have a gentleman's bet. I mean, if he, if you guys pick him, maybe I owe you a stake. If not, then you owe me a stake, something hey, like that. I can I'll, do that. I'll take you a place in Shawnee that uh, Parker introduced mm-hmm. me to. It's best stake around, bro. Dude, that's that's a high that's eat. that's high standards because you know I love steak. Yeah, you say it's the best, man. I love steak that's... too, man. Beef, it's what's for dinner and breakfast and lunch and snack. I mean, nice snack. <laughs> <laughs> but now I'll be up for that. All right, cool, man. I can't wait. I know. All right. 
Air Raid Attack Podcast. Yep. You're the host. Mm-hmm. How did you come up with that name, and why did you come up with that name? <clears throat> a lot of people don't know that uh, I actually got uh, asked that from a buddy of mine that does a podcast, I believe it's out in Oregon or California. But anyway, Air Raid, a lot of people don't know, is in Midwest City, military. So you got the Air Raid, of course, talking sports. People think of the Air Raid from How Mom, the creator mm-hmm. of it. So however you want to call it that, cool. Um, for me personally, more military, um, more military base for me, you know, fighter jets, so on and so forth. Attack, A. If you watch, if you guys are OE fans, we know how they score pretty quick. We like to attack the defense pretty quick. You know, military, they like to attack their enemies. So either way, indoor, and then, of course, uh, sports. Eventually, we're going to get into more, you know, like kind of what, you know, not so much what you guys are doing on Defining Moments, but more into entertainment or mm-hmm. just people that want to share their life stories yeah. type of thing. But uh, area attack, long story short, to answer your question, uh, balance out from the sports military aspect, put it together, and it may have the sports realm, but uh, there's a lot more behind the story. Yeah. What's your favorite sport? American football by far. American. He said American American football. football. <laughs> I'm a, football for me, American football for other people. <laughs> I know we get the football and the football uh, mixed up, but you know, if I want to be, it's it's football. But you know, no football is definitely OU for sure. Denver, yeah, um, passionate wise is 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 right there with them. But now football. What about you, man? That's my first passion and love is American football too. And it's definitely OU football because the story is my parents came off the boat mm-hmm. and they got rescued. Uh, they only got sponsored by uh, sponsors in Guthrie. And they came to Guthrie, Oklahoma. And it, it was all about Barry Switzer, you know, Brian Bosworth at the time. Yeah. And what's interesting is my, my dad, parents didn't have anything, any idea about the education side. They're like, right. Oh, just football. And so we grew up watching OU football. Wow. I coached soccer. I played soccer competitively, collegiately, and coached it very competitively. Mm-hmm. And, but man, nothing beats a fall uh, Saturday afternoon, evening in Oklahoma. Especially with the 60, 70 degree weather. Mm. Picture perfect. Bro, it feels like freedom. Do freedom. <laughs> Going to the stadium, enjoying the 85,000 plus oh, yeah. without masks. Yeah. <laughs> You know, I mean, it's it's freedom right there. The, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I mean, it. Yeah, you're right. Without the mask, it's uh, it, it. all I mean, I guess this is raw and it's unfiltered. It's it's become a show. Yeah. Hey, look at me. Look what I quote unquote am doing by the quote unquote guidelines of. It's. I don't even know what the guidelines if they're true anymore. To be honest. Well, I think you're right, and I think. And, you know, people, it's, it's a touchy subject. I get it. But let's put the reality part into it is we've changed the guidelines, I think, about two or three times now. It went from it's airborne. It went from when it first kicked off, it was touchy feely where, you know, if I touch this now, this thing has COVID. Now that's where the gloves came into play. Well, crap, we messed up. OK, gloves are out. Now it's um, the summer heat. Oh, perfect time. The summer heat. Oh, crap. Cases still continue to rise. Mm-hmm. Oh, toss that out. Now it's the mask. It's airborne. Well, now not, not 100% for sure. And people are now saying double up mask or even triple up mask, which I don't know if my ears are big enough to hold up three masks. I, I may have to try that tomorrow. 
but but um, you know, and the mass thing for people that want to think it's out there. From my personal experience, uh, we had to be on call down to Windstar, the mm. largest casino in the United States. Yeah. Well, they say the world, but let's go to the United States. I wore my mask six, seven hours. About a few days later, got sick. Oh man. Uh, false, you know, false negative. Okay. But me personally, I think it was some symptoms of COVID. Or at least, uh, and it's tracking to it. My youngest son, I can definitely, I think he got it from me. He had the worst of it. Yeah. He had vomiting real bad. He was seven. He was vomiting real bad, diarrhea real bad, wow. flat out temperature galore. So, yeah. Mass part, I'm sorry to break your guys' hearts, but my personal experience, they don't work. Yeah. Proof of that. So. Yeah. No, that, that's interesting. And plus, I can smell my coffee too. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I'm just saying, I can smell my coffee. I can smell the barbecue across at Clark's barbecue. On, uh, I'm just saying, I can smell stuff. Clark's barbecue is good. It's we've always we always have that for lunch. Well, not always, but on occasion, it's real good. The catfish is. If you have, if you don't know, do you like catfish? I love catfish. Never had it though from there. Definitely recommend it. Okay. Well, we should go to lunch there sometime, man. Hey, I'm right there. <laughs> my office is right about how I can smell it. Mask or no mask, I can smell it. <laughs> hey, we're here to have fun. I am with you, man. I'm with you. You know anyone that's personally had COVID? Uh, your son did. My son did. Um, a buddy of mine who I talked to on time, on occasion. Yeah. He, him and his mom had it. Um, pretty bad, not to the severity of they're going to be admitted into the hospital. Um, someone I sort of kind of know, sort of, um, two people actually. Mm. Um, his memorial service is the fifteenth of this month, mm. and then a gentleman about two month or a half ago or so passed away from it. Yeah, I know him through a t- uh, conversation, nothing personal, personal. Yeah. But so on occasion I do, but everybody else is oh, just take your day quill, night quill, and two three days later they're perfectly fine. So mm. interesting. What man. about you? Do you know anybody personal that's contracted it or? Yeah, my next door neighbor has him and his wife. And his youngest son had COVID. No, I'm sorry. His youngest son did not contract COVID, but he did. His wife did. And their son that's confined to a wheelchair for the rest of his life, he contracted COVID. Too. Oh, wow. So all three of them had COVID except for the youngest. And they all recovered. Um, my next door neighbor, his grandfather, he's like 80-something, had COVID. He's fully recovered. His mom fully recovered. And so, I mean, to be honest... I have known several people who have contracted COVID and um, are are fine. I mean, they went through right. the symptoms of was that smelling, not smelling, all that, et cetera. But yeah, they're fine. Luckily for me, I didn't have that one. But you know, and don't get me wrong. I feel I do feel bad. I do feel for the people that yeah. lost their loved ones. But for sure. I'm still on the fence with it. It's a, it's a yeah. good, you know, it's a, it's a virus nonetheless, but yeah, you know, my death from my heart's cry. I'm, I'm, I'm not making a joke of the people. Just so you guys know, I do actually have a heart. Just, no, I know. <laughs> and that's the thing. Is, yeah. People calm down. It's okay. <laughs> well, it's true. It is yes. okay. And that, that, the fact of the matter is we're all dying. Exactly. Every day. And I remember talking to my parents about last March mm-hmm. and in Vietnamese, my dad said, look, we were dodging bullets and people were dying oh, of starvation absolutely. of diseases on that boat for 33 days. Right. So yep. not saying that it doesn't exist. It does. However, the more fear you put into something, mm-hmm. the less you're going to enjoy life. Oh, absolutely. So, yeah. 
Yeah. It's raw and uncut, but we have hearts. I promise you that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 100%. But, but that's the thing is it's okay to be real. Exactly. It's okay to be unfiltered. It's okay to be raw. It doesn't mean that we aren't sympathetic or, or have empathy yep. because we do. You have a lot of empathy. Mm-hmm. You, you talked about, speaking of empathy, you, you talked about uh, mental health awareness yep. and all that. So w- let's talk about that. Yeah, you know, of course, uh, people don't know, of course, they dealt with the Chad Wheeler incident with the football player. And not just for him, everybody on daily life has a mental uh, disorder of some sort. And of course, his, regardless of whatever it was, kind of took offense and attacked his spouse. Or I don't know how she was related to girlfriend and wife. I don't know. But regardless, he, she attacked him, abused him, so on and so forth. But actually, to tell you that, a lot of people don't realize this. And <clears throat> uh, my sister, battle mental illness for quite some time oh god she's married seven years no that's not right eight years maybe anyway she's been married no more than 10 i would at least give her that so anyway growing up she actually attempted three times attempted suicide so um a lot of people know that I mean, I don't know anybody knows that. So she wow. battled that um, quite some time. I think we were at Mill City once. Then she went to Baptist on Expressway once. And then I think the fourth time after that, she went there. And then they moved her to South of Saints on Western, I believe, or 59th and Western, 44th and Western, mm-hmm. somewhere in that time frame. Yeah. And so, so that to me, you know, mental illness, um, you know, it may, it may not be for her. She has her moments, you know, she's a lot better than she was back then. A whole lot better. Yeah. And so, but she still has her battles just like everybody else says that's battling that horrific disease. And yeah. so to me, it's a little more special because, you know, when I got the news that I went to go see her and realized that, you know, to us, you know, to me, my brother, and I'm sure to my parents at the time it was like, Man, do you love me? Because you want to kill yourself. So, what is, you know, are we not good enough for you? So, you got kind of all kinds of things. I don't know her reasonings. I mean, yeah. that's behind, that's her personal biz between her and my parents and whatever else caused it. Yeah. You know, to this day, I still don't know. And that's perfectly fine. So, um, but no, it's, it's definitely a, a, a disease that's close to me and I respect people and give them props that battle and, and express the stories. And I think some people like that are, should be recognized. And if they, if you guys are, and if you, and, you know, I always tell people just talk to someone mm-hmm. and, you know, I'm here. If they want to talk, you know, find someone that wants to talk. You never know. They just want to vent and they move on. But yeah. that's, that's actually, you know, you're the first, actually, you're probably the first person Besides my family, knows. I don't think anybody in, that I know of that knows that. So, yeah. But yeah. So that's why I posted that. So a lot of people realize that, hey, it's okay. Yeah. Get help, please. And sure. um, if you feel like you're going to do something, definitely let someone know. They can get the proper authorities in there. Yeah. So, yeah. well, I, that's great. Great points. I specifically asked you how you're doing, mm-hmm. how your day going today. Cause to me, that's important. Mm-hmm. It's important to hear the tone of voice, yep. read body language. Right. And we, yep. we joke about the mask, but that's, that's the thing is 
the mask hides a facial expression to a certain extent. Yes, it does. And that's, and I was actually, and I'm glad you brought that up because I was actually kind of, kind of headed into leading to that as the mask unfortunately kind of hurts everybody, you know, not so much me, but you know, you or your wife or mine or, mm-hmm. or anybody for that matter. not just, you know, our family in particular, but it's hydrophasic. So we don't know. It's like, are they really smiling? Yeah. We can't tell. Right. You know, we can talk, but I want to read your lips. Cause I want to kind of get the, not so much the feel of you, but I want to get the tone like, Maybe he or she needs to talk. Maybe, you know, so on and so forth. So but that's a great point. I think masks, yeah. unfortunately, are hiding our real help or, mm-hmm. or blocking our help. Yeah. And that's why communication is so important, mm-hmm. whether it's verbal, whether it's nonverbal. It's so important to just have a discussion or just yep. to listen. If someone wants to talk, just listen to them. Don't jump in. It's like, oh, let me help you solve the problem. Mm-hmm. It's not about helping solve the problem. It's just probably just listening. Well, listening, people don't realize it's, it helps a hundred times better to sit here and just say, all right, let's talk or let her rip, so to speak. So, but now if people out there, you know, it's mental illness. I know a buddy of mine, Dan, he, he battles with whatever, you know, mental stuff he's battling with. So it's, uh, it's close to me, especially with my sister. Yeah. When he dealt it firsthand, it's, it's a different vibe. Yeah, it, it, it truly is. I, Met up with, the, at the time, he was the CEO of the Mental Health Association mm-hmm. of Oklahoma. And I did a training with him and his group that talked about suicide. Yep. And how can you at least try to have a conversation with someone? And what should you do if someone says, hey, yeah, I'm feeling suicidal? And what's interesting is last year, two different friends... One's a colleague at work, and another one is just uh, a really good friend of mine. Both, I asked them if they were feeling suicidal. Wow. Yeah. And I don't have a problem asking that question. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to ask it to everyone. Exactly. But the key parts of it, it's like, man, I'm having a bad day. I'm struggling. I don't know what I'm even doing here. You know. So when I hear that, it triggers th- the questions. Mm-hmm. Hey, what do you mean you don't feel like being here, et cetera? Do you feel suicidal? And both of them said no, but if they were to say yes, I take the keys and I call the proper authorities. Absolutely. That's it. I stay with them until the proper authorities come. Well, and that's what it's about is that one person, you know, it may disrupt your day, so to speak, but yeah. at the end of the day, it's it's worth saving someone's life and making making them realize, you know, at least you have that one person that's willing to, you know, love your, you know, like at least help you out yeah. compared to everyone that's been neglecting. And, and, you know, we talked about the mask. Another thing that popped in my head is, is the six feet rule. Mm-hmm. Me personally, it doesn't help, but whatever. Minus that, it's the fact that, you know, I went, man, that person may need a hug. All they want is a hug. Yeah. You know, maybe their dad or mom passed away or so on and so forth, or her husband died. Um, a buddy of mine uh, or a friend of mine, you know, their, their um, spouse is battling some stuff, but, you know, obviously I don't kid nothing about it because he's, he's in a different state, but it's like, yeah. you know, it's like, I want a hug. Well, according to CDC, we can't. So mm-hmm. nobody wants to. Now you're limiting yourself. And that's another thing. People like the the personal touch, you know, means so much. And I'm more of a handshaker and I'll give you a side hug. And, you know, and if you're family, I'll probably give you a hug hug. But, you know, people, they, they're they're touchy feeling. Not, nothing, you know, beyond that. But, <clears throat> but no, it's a hug. And yeah. that's another thing that I think, unfortunately, everything's kind of. Caved in. I think I read something that suicidal rates are 
through the roof right now, or mm -hmm. at least they're extremely depressed because you're isolating yourself or you can't go do anything or, right. you know, as Dr. Fauci says today, you know, parties are, you know, not recommended or so on, whatever, so yeah. on and so forth. But no, it, it's tough, especially during this time, you know, job loss for some people. So yeah, it's just a touch. It's a, it's bad for some people. Yeah, it is bad, man. We, uh, we went through a pretty big, um, layoff today at work i mean mm -hmm. about 20 percent, 15 20 percent wow. reduction in it it's tough man you know it's it's just tough because you know a lot of colleagues and you yep. develop certain friendships mm -hmm. outside the office and you know you, you know they'll be okay and you want to ask questions but i'm just i'm just here to to listen yep once again you know what i mean yeah and the yeah the whole Dr. Fauci thing is hugs, no hugs, bro hugs, no bro hugs, you know, air kisses, airborne transmission disease. I don't know, man. It's <laughs> just independent research, common sense. That's well, common sense. When this thing broke the news, <clears throat> I was up in Newkirk on a business trip last year. And that's really when Oklahoma started to get going. Everything's starting to close. Schools are starting to close. So on and so forth. And, you know, one of the biggest things that still kind of <clears throat> push it to an extent is wash your hands. Well, common sense, I would hope, if I you go use a restroom, whether it was number one or number two, common sense is I want to wash my hands. Apparently, society has failed at that. So we, we're retraining ourselves. Maybe that's what maybe that's what's happening. The CDC is retraining us on to proper, proper washing hand skills and you know, maybe brushing teeth skills. I don't know. Maybe for some, who knows? But at least the hand washing skills. Yeah. Well, then they talk about the hand sanitizer. Mm -hmm. You make sure you use it, but then not too long of that. Don't use too much of it because you you'll develop something. You you will compromise and your immune system, and it won't be able to build itself. And then the whole recycling thing with masks. I yep. see masks, dis disposable masks, everywhere on the sidewalks. Yep. I and it's nasty. One today. It's disgusting. It's horrible. Yeah, someone said, aren't you going to pick that up? I said, no. Mm -mm. no. Regardless of what I do and don't believe with the virus, no, I'm not going to pick that up because right. somebody's whatever it could be on, I think. Yeah, it's irresponsible. It's yeah. lazy, right? And it's just like common sense, just pick it up, throw it away in the trash. The trash came from where that was at to the <laughs> entrance or where the mask was at to the entrance. Yeah. It was no more than probably 10 feet. So yeah. Just... Well, first of all, you should have, if you want to get rid of it, you should have dropped it off in the can yeah. when you walked out the door. Right. So. This is my next question, topic, if you will. You're on social media. Mm -hmm. How do you deal with negativity? <laughs> <laughs> you laugh at it? <laughs> um, no, I will laugh, and but it's a it's a good it's a good it's a um it's a good um it's a good question. Is you know negativity? I'm more. I don't like excuses. I'm the biggest poly pet peeve when it comes to excuses. Yeah. Well, you know, he say she say I don't care. He say she say should have been done. Um, but when it comes to negativity, I honestly just look back. First of all, I I honestly do scroll through the through the comments. On Twitter, I'm getting rid of Facebook in the process of it, so it's just a joke. So I'm scrolling through negativity. Some people are legit. I just 
read and move on. Mm. Depends on what the topic is or what the comment was. I just scroll. It's like, yeah. nah. Yeah. yeah. I don't do stupidity at all. Yeah. And so how I deal with it is move on. Um, if somebody personally attacks me on Twitter, I've had that for a while. Not recent, but in years past, um, I just make my joke. Like, oh, cool. So you're an intelligent person because at least you're writing me back and I move on. I have fun with it um, on occasion, but for the most part, I either ignore it or I just move on. I just, negativity, especially with going on in my personal life, is like, I don't have time for it. Mm-hmm. And really, it. I think this country feeds off of it yeah. because it's just a fact that we, it's, 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 I guess we get so bored or we have no, no actual life with us that we just feed off the negativity of, hey, well, did you know that Marcy over here is is mad because OU took her tickets away. Now everybody's all, it's like, okay, well, probably there's a reason behind it, but we, we, we don't research ourselves. We just get to the assumption and like, boom, okay, well, it's because she's probably whatever. No, I, I, I get away. I, I try to shoo it away. Yeah. How about you? I know you're always on there. And not always. I shouldn't say always, but you're on there as well. If yeah. somebody pops in or you see it through your to- Twitter sc- uh, scroll, yeah, how do you deal with it? Right? No, I, that's a good question. I appreciate it. I, I have had negative comments. Mm-hmm. I, I've had someone actually call me borderline racist because I made a MSG comment about tacos and as a friend too i was like man there's msg in a lot of foods bro yeah check out doritos cheetos kfc kfc yeah yeah and i was like it's not a racist thing and i was like you have my number just call me Mm -hmm. and he came back again on twitter and i was like look this forum this space is not for that discussion yeah my number yep and even if you didn't have my number i'd give it to you say hey you want to talk about this Call me on the phone at least and talk about mm-hmm. it. And so that's how I deal with it. I, I try to hit it head on and I try to be as honest and have a conversation with it and educate. Yep. And I'll give you a great example is at work last fall, I was talking to a colleague and he talked politics with me. I was like, fine. And I get excited. I mean, this I just I just love politics. I love mm-hmm. history. I love mass science. I just love knowledge right and so he's just getting fired about politics he talked about the the trump flag and how his neighbor's flying it's pissing him off and it's pissing a lot of people off i'm like okay let me ask you a question is that the only flag that's flying he's like no well there's american flag too i was like perfect which flag is flying first yep. he's like well the american i was like there it is that's it yeah. i was like it doesn't matter if it's a trump flag obama flag whatever flag as long as the American flag is flying first, mm-hmm. that's what matters. Yep. And he's like, I just, he turns around, he starts logging onto his keyboard. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, I just can't stand that orange man, that agent orange man. And I, was, I, I stopped him. Mm-hmm. I had to stop him. I, because I was like, look, man, do you know agent orange was used in Vietnam? Yep. It killed a lot of men, women, children innocently mm-hmm. and soldiers on both sides and a lot of american military that were in vietnam are still suffering from that yep. and have, are still dying from that mm-hmm. 
And he's like, oh, no, I didn't know that. I was like, yeah. It's like, I'm here to educate. Because in my head, I was thinking, man, you know, you're like it was me and not someone else who might have served over there or had a family relative that suffered from Agent Orange. I could have taken it to HR, Mm. but I chose to educate. I'm not going to be the victims like, oh, he's being racist, made a racist comment. Nah, man, educate. So well, that's what that's one thing we we failed to do as a country, on both sides of the party. I don't care at this point. Mm-hmm. On both sides of the party, Republican, right. Independent, Libertarian, or Democratic, we 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 just get to say our two cents, and regardless of what you say, you're wrong. Yeah, right. it doesn't matter. Or you're racist, or a bigot, or you're anything else. Yeah, you're fat. You're ugly. Cool. I mean, yeah, whatever. Um, we just get to our opinions, man. I think that's why social media drives, drives, mm. and drives. Is we get our 280 characters. <laughs> oh, see, my comment is well, I have 22 likes. That means I'm a smart guy. No, yeah, it's 22 people probably just say cool. Yeah, moving on. So yeah. we just get, and, and that's a you know, it's just we have to educate, and like you said, we got to educate ourselves. Yeah, research it before you give your two cents, because maybe. Just maybe, like you said, if he didn't know, he could have came across the wrong person. And I've seen some of those military vets, and I know some of those military vets. He would have had his hands full. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and that's the thing, man. When it gets emotional, I get it. I, I, I'm emotional, I'm passionate, I'm fiery, mm-hmm. and that's okay. However, it's controlled, and you want to make sure that your words are chosen and articulated carefully in an emotional state. Yep. You know what I mean? So that's how I deal with negativity. Appreciate you, appreciate you asking that question, man. Well, you give people, it's a good question to ask because, you know, yeah. some people don't realize they just, they may join the party. It's like, well, what was my invite? But, you know, it's, it's a lot of people handle it different. I know me personally, I try to, if I can ignore it, as long as you're not personally attacking me, my family, yeah, or my coworkers, my coworkers are, are family to me. As long as you're not attacking them, I don't, you know, friends, family, right. coworkers, Cool. Yeah. Other than that, now once you start attacking them, we're gonna have some issues. Yeah. So. Yeah. If you think about it, man, what are some of the moments? If you reflected back on your life and you thought about some of your "quote unquote" defining moments, what would a couple of them be? And how did you get through it? What did you learn? Man, that's a good one. Um, definitely, first and foremost. When my grandfather passed away, um, my dad's dead. Back in 2006, senior year of high school. So to me, that's always going to be, I always know, I won't know my, mm-hmm. uh, here's the deal. I can, t- I can tell you how old my dad is because he's exactly 30 years older than me. And I can't tell you how old my mom is. I think, she, I know she's in her mid 50s. I know that. I just can't tell you what age, even though she'll tell you she's 39. Um, <laughs> um, but um, no, that year just struck to me, you know, as a senior year of high school. He was battling cancer for 10 years plus. Um, you know, him and I were real close. And, and it does have my, that's, that's just how our family is. My dad's side, we were all close. Um, my grandpa was, of course, close to my dad. My dad, I'm close to both my, my dad and my grandpa. You know, my kids are close to my dad. It, it's just a generation blessing, if you want to call it that. But to me, first and foremost, was that. Because I can still, you know, to this day, we got the phone call or the police officer came by my dad's house. It was a little past midnight. Um, literally, just said, "Hey, I just want to let you know your dad passed away." We kind of expected it because the week prior to, he was shaving him, dropped, kind of 
he, my dad, according to my dad, I wasn't there, I was in school, but according to my dad, he was shaving him and he thought he felt, you know, passed away. Mm. And he kind of said, dad, and jokes with that. Well, anyway, um, definitely, you know, my grandpa passed away because he was a humongous piece of my life. Yeah. Uh, when we actually could go watch airplanes come in and take off at Rear Rogers before 9-11, um, you know, we always did that. Wherever my grandpa was at, I was right next to him or I'm running down the hallway to go get him. That's just how yeah. it always was. So I was close to him and, and knowing that he passed before my graduation was pretty tough. That's yeah. when you know, his biggest thing was I want as long as I see Bucky, I don't know where Bucky came from. Um, he always gave us three kids nicknames. Don't know how he got him, but that's how he got him. <laughs> yeah. So as long as he's, you know, I want to be there. I was like, okay. I said, well, you're almost there because it's March. I said, man, Grandpa, you're almost there. Of course not. He got the best seat in the house on graduation <laughs> night by far. Yeah. But, um, but you know, um, that'd be number one. Be a grandpa. How I got through it really is just, it took a while. My, you know, it's family support, family. You go back to family. Um, because no, I wasn't suicidal. I wasn't anything, but it's like humongous peace, you know, left. It's like, you know, he was like, you know, always told me, you know, do this, do this, do this yeah. success. He grew up in the great depression, born in 1931. Wow. Back in those days, if you had meat, we're talking meat, you know, steak, hamburger, so on and so forth. You were considered rich back in those days. Mm-hmm. At least he, I can recall at least once or twice He's had it where they ate meat for dinner. Otherwise, it was irregular squash, potatoes, so on and so forth. So he earned his right, um, graduated high school class of three. He was in a well, town no longer exists. I think there's like 12 people now. Yeah. I'm sure it's the mailman and probably bakery guys. I, I don't know. Never been there, but I heard it doesn't exist anymore. But anyway, it's in Royal, Nebraska. Uh, but anyway, he grew up. You know, didn't go to college because he couldn't afford it. Back in those days, fast and all that stuff didn't exist. So pretty much if you didn't have it, you didn't have it. Yeah. Back in those days. And so he immediately, day after graduation, he enrolled in the Air Force, literally took it from there, spent 22 years in the Air Force. From there, he went to Alaska because I told him, he told me about his days in Alaska, how messed up they were because it's always either, it's always daylight it was always dark. However, Ducky's very greasy. I do remember him saying that. Ducky's yeah. very greasy. Never had it, but according to him, it's greasy, and that's why he wouldn't eat it. I think he went been to Switzerland and Netherlands, maybe both. Anyway, over there, I know he spent some time over in Germany for quite a while, because my dad always told me about those days in Germany. But he was a family man that made sure his family was taken care of. Because he married in, you know, took my grandmother, my, you know, his wife, my grandma, and her three sons for her previous marriage. Okay. Where, <clears throat> not to get too much in person, but I am anyway, um, is, you know, her first husband had three kids. She had to drop out of high school kids to take care of them. And so he up and left her. Back in those days, people, they have, that's the same thing that happens as it does now. Yeah. Um, so up and left, they met down the road, so on and so forth. Had one more kid, call it quits. Of course, you know, he was in the military. They traveled everywhere. They finally stopped in Oklahoma. I don't know what in the world, how in the world they ended up in Tinker. <laughs> but they finally got in Tinker, Oklahoma, or Tinker Air Force Base here in Midwest City and settled. And that was that. Um, he was our humongous role model. Like I said, he was a family man. He made yeah. sure his family, if you're going to have a bad day, he's going to make, you can't leave the house saying, 
not. No, but you're gonna <laughs> at least leave once laughing. You got yeah. to. I got so many stories. It would take 14 hours and and all that. But no, it's a family man. Well, again, you know, veteran of two or two. Spent 22 years. Worked at the Murr building. Retired right before the bombing. Had he not retired, he would have died because he worked on the first floor where the security was at, at the Murr building. He would have been gone. There's no, there's no way he wouldn't have been. Um, but no, he made sure his family was taken care of. Yeah. And to me, that was a huge piece. So growing up, it's like, or at that time, it's like, now I have fear of my family's now going to fall apart. But then we realized our family rallied together. So we got through it. It took a while, but family took us care. The other one, I would definitely say, well, two. I'll come, I'll come join them together. Yeah. And 20, oh God. I should know this. 20, okay, so 20, 2013, Blake, okay, so 2011, October 2011, there we go. October 2011, my wife and I had a miscarriage. I was working at OU, or no, yeah, OU Med downtown. Got a call from my boss or from her, my dad, said, Hey, Mike, are you at work? I'm like, Yeah. Uh, Lee's trying to get a hold of you. I'm like, Oh, yeah, I noticed so, that we've been swamped. You need to get down to Saints. I'm like, okay. Call my boss. Blah, 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 blah. Come to find out they did ultrasound, all that stuff, and miscarried <clears throat> that morning. So I'm like, Okay. Fast forward to. Last year, 2020, now granted my dad's still around, but my dad had a major stroke. Blind, he's completely blind on his left. Unfortunately, update on that. Unfortunately, now on his right hand, on his right side of his face, he's starting to be where he, he's gonna be blind eventually. At the, the rate he's going, he's gonna be completely blind. <clears throat> and so to relate those, people are like, well, that makes no sense. How are you a dead person or a dead child? That you never met, or how, how's that different? How's that the same? You enjoy the moments in the story. You enjoy the moment because I both the both events took place. I got a call from one of my parents, my dad the first time, my mom the second. Hey, your dad got in a major stroke. We assumed. I think personally, it was a heart attack, a massive one. They're gonna go stroke. I respect that decision. You know, it doesn't matter at this point. It doesn't you know? He's yeah. physically disabled at this point. He can't drive. He can't mow, even though he says he can. He can't mow. You know, it's tough. You know, it's a tough thing. But enjoy the moment because you don't know what you got, how long you got with them. Now, granted, I wasn't expecting either and or of both events to take place. But I sat there, looked at the window at St. Anthony's when we miscarried. My dad was right next to me. And this is where I'm going with this. Is... My dad was right next to me. All he could say is, I love you, son. It's going to be okay. Fast forward almost a decade later, my mom sat next to me at the house because, you know, unfortunately with COVID, you can't go see. And that whole week, my dad was in the hospital. That sucked. Yeah. I was like, man, the last time I saw my dad, I was helping him mow. Now I may not see him again because he was, ble- you know, he's bleeding out of his brain. Nobody knew. I mean, no one thought he was going to make it. Blood pressure, they can't get it down. They can't get it down. I'm like, this is not good. My mom stood next to me, kind of a thing is, it's going to be okay. We just have to hang on. So again, to answer your question, family the first time, 
2A, 2B is enjoy the moment because at the very snap of your finger, that certain individual is going to be gone. You wish you had to say, well, I love you, Dad, but now you can still say, of course, yeah, but not physically five feet away from you. And so family and enjoy the moment. If you can do that, you're definitely going to stay undefeated, but yeah. you'll enjoy life a little bit more than yeah. you can uh, than you uh, on a bad day. Wow, man, that's that's powerful. I feel like it takes a lot of guts to share. And I do remember back in 2020 when you, because I've seen some of your tweets, yep. and they seemed kind of like something was bothering you. Yep. So that's why I just I'm going to text you and see what's going on. That's what you told me. About. Yeah, because yeah. I think I can recall it to this day. Because <clears throat> someone wanted me to do a periscope. Now, Periscope doesn't exist anymore. I guess not until March. I guess it's going to be axed, but that's fine. Um, <laughs> but whatever. Um, I got on there. I was like, no, I'm not in the mood for it. Oh, please get on. Because, of course, nobody knew at the time what was going right. on. I'm like, all right. And that's when I said, hey, guys. And I just, I think I did a show, too. I just, mm-hmm. it wasn't in there because people, you know, that finally told everybody, okay, like, hey, he suffered a major stroke. Yeah. Of course, I told you before, before any of that happened. Yeah. Um, but, no, it was 2020, you know, besides the whole whatever just personally it was a tough year yeah. especially when you know but again just enjoy the moment and and the word out of 2020 is and i'll ask you the same question is looking back to 2020 of course we're only a month and a half away or a month and a few days in but how what would how would you reflect on 2020 what if you had to bring one word how would you how would you uh one using one word how would you define 2020 that one's easy for me. Undefeated. Nice. Definitely undefeated. And let me tell you why. And I'll go it ties back to that day my dad told me in Vietnamese, hey, we're dodging bullets mm-hmm. and people were dying of starvation and diseases on that boat for 33 days. And I thought about it. It's like, that's the undefeated mindset. Yep. Right? Acknowledging things are going around the world. At the same time, how do you balance that and not let that bring you down? How can you go out there and make a difference with people? Mm -hmm. Right. And so then my wife and I started just doing giveaways, local gift cards. And then we started expanding it to the world if you wanted to get Mm -hmm. involved. Then we had some Twitter followers that started donating money i remember that sponsoring giveaways it's like that's that right there it's not just wong and margie being undefeated it's the whole community together being undefeated jason white came on Hmm. never met him i've always wanted to meet him i thought me and a heisman trophy was like man down-to-earth person just like you and me cool dude just like you and i just hanging out you know so yeah undefeated man 110%. 110%. I'll carry that for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. This year's commitment. I love it. The commitment to whatever we do daily will make us undefeated. And to your point, to the a great point you talked about, being in the moment and loving yeah. the moment. That's it, man. Well, that's what it's about. Yeah, 100%. You know, so, well done on that. And, you know, and, and, and you know, like I said, being in shows, I applaud what you guys are doing, and not just you guys, but like you said, you know, it's the whole, the county of the of um, Cleveland County, the whole Oklahoma County, and even beyond, you know, this border of the state, and and who knows, maybe the borders of the country, but 
you know, it's all about if we all just get in the, you know, it's a team effort, mm-hmm. you know, to make a change. And it starts with one person. Well, from that one person on, change can happen. It's just, yeah, we just got to hang on and not so much hang on, but be a part of what's happening and yeah, just be a part of it. No, that's true. And I, that's late 2020s. I started that company, StormCheck, yep. to serve storm shelters. Hire our veteran friends, get them involved in the community, share their stories because they're, they're, their stories are important. They are mm-hmm. important. And without the men and women that have fought and gave up their lives to defend our country, you and I would have this opportunity oh, to be no. here. Mm-hmm. Right. So, yeah, I just thought about what can, what can we do to help and start a storm shelter cleaning business? Which I like that, by the way. I Thanks, love- man. I like that. No, that's a good, I never thought, I'm like, that's a good idea. I never thought that's like, first of all, I don't have a storm shelter, not yet anyway, yeah. but I'm going to get one this year. And it's like, I never thought of that. <laughs> that's a great idea. <laughs> we'll let us service your storm shelter. Oh, trust shelter. me. I'm going to let you, hey, Hong, yeah, I got a storm shelter. Come over here. Because I don't do you. spiders, so oh, yeah. that's all. I'll let you guys handle that stuff. Oh yeah, we've seen spiders, we've seen rats, we've seen snakes down there. Yeah, no, it's nasty, mm-hmm. man. No, I was, but that's a brilliant thing about. It. I may have a desk job, corporate job, and do mm-hmm. my job, but man, if it if I gotta go down there and do that, I'll do it, man. Mm-hmm. That's not beneath me. If I get my if I get over my fears of snakes and spiders, I'll I'll help you out. Okay, do. <laughs> I, yeah. ride along with me one day and we'll do I'll two three to. of them yeah yeah i'll pay you i'll have to <laughs> hey you don't have to pay me i'll just do it for the heck of it if you want to get a good laugh if you'd be a snake down there yeah you'll see me scream like a girl and run the other way we've got well, two gopros we'll take them both <laughs> <laughs> one in slow-mo and one in real time hey give me the real time because i'm gonna be acting like slow-mo i can guarantee you that <laughs> oh man that's good so we've got our viewers, our listeners involved in our podcast, yep. and we have accumulated a bunch of questions that they have all that they have tweeted at us, DM'd us, put it on YouTube. So in that box, shake them up, shake them up, shake them up, shake them, and we're gonna pick out a few questions and we're gonna let you answer them. Oh snap! Yeah, man. Alrighty. Let's go number one. Mm-hmm. When have you been happy the most? The most happy. When have you been the most happy? <clears throat> Honestly, when I'm with my family, um, especially my three kiddos. No offense to my wife. I do love her to death. But especially my kiddos. Um, um, just knowing that, you know, what I'm doing, you know, is long hours on occasion. Long hours, um, random trips to you know New Kirk for a whole week. The sacrifices for him to see him happy Christmas, birthday. Yeah. Not even that. Just being a part. My oldest son, he's he's almost to my height. Wow, he's almost there. He'll be a big boy. Hope Lincoln Riley watches this. He's got a future recruit coming. Uh, <laughs> Shameless plug, Coach Riley. <laughs> yep, he can fill your in tackle real quick. <laughs> uh, but, uh, but anyway, no, just, uh, you know, we, my son, my oldest son and I were going to a Thunder game and him, he, we used to talk sport. We talked other stuff like how, me and my dad did, but he made something I really, again, enjoy the moment. He said, dad, 
I said, yeah. Caught me totally off guard. He says, I'm proud of you. I said, well, I'm, I said, well thank you. He says, because at the time I got transferred from Remington Park to a regional office mm-hmm. position. He says, you're doing your best that you can to provide for your family. I'm thinking, son, and that was saying when he was at 10. You tenure? Okay, where, where's my phone? I'm thinking, you know, his mom's on the line. Like, like, you know, but again, I enjoy the moment. I was like, you know, I realized it may not be the glamorous jobs at times. I don't mind getting dirty, but I'm thinking, thanks, son. That's awesome. Again, it's my, so the answer question, definitely with my kids, family, dad, you know, family for me, I'm a big family guy. And, um, or friends, that matter, but... Well, I'm a majority of other people, even like today, um, people I love, respect, you know, to me, it's, it's irreplaceable. You can't replace yeah. it. Yeah. That's like the, uh, you talk about your grandpa being a yep. family man, you know, yep. that's brilliant. That's amazing. Let's do another question. Let's go for it. Trust me. I know he would have voted for. Who do you text? The, <laughs> who do you text the most? Well, <laughs> I know it's not me, so. <laughs> Wayley, it's been, homie. <laughs> um, well, it, that's a tough one because, you know, for the exception of excluding work, because um, that phone goes off nonstop from 7 to almost 7 at night, excluding work, um, the wife, Isaac on Facebook, my oldest son on Facebook Messenger, he doesn't have Facebook, just a messenger part. You, you're you're on the top of the list. It mm-hmm. actually shows me who's my top three. Yeah. And then <laughs> um my mom just for you know, kind of keep up with my dad. Yeah. That's awesome, man. That's really that's I love it, dude. I think the communication, whether it's verbal, nonverbal, yep. nonverbal is a text message, and obviously you know your wife and your kids the best, so you can read their energy and their emotions. Oh. Probably just do a text message, I would imagine. And right now, of course, you know, staying at home, you know, with the kids being at home now because of COVID, because of schools yeah. and all that. Yeah, I, I, I've no, I've now officially know more of my wife than I did. I give her props wow. for doing the home thing because yeah. I don't think, you know, I must say I'm a humongous failure at school, but there's certain subjects I was not good at. And I just am glad that she can fill that whole entire role yeah. of being a teacher, mom, wife, principal, secretary, school secretary, school cafeteria person. No, I'm getting all jokes aside. No, I'm glad that she can. Uh, I'm glad she can do that because yeah. I would be like, no, you guys are going to school whether you guys want to wear the mask or not. They don't want to wear a mask, but you guys are going because I just, right. I give her props. Yeah. That's awesome, man. What are a couple of questions you wish people would ask you? But no, no one ever asked Mr. McClintock. <clears throat> Why are you always... Let's go. Probably one, and I think it's interesting, is what would you say, How you, if you could look, change one thing about your childhood, what would it be? Or change, what would you tell your younger than me? And I think a lot of people, we don't really ask ourselves that or even ask that is to me, if I could say my younger person, like, hey, Michael, 20 years ago, well, I'm 32. So, yeah, let's go 20 years ago, 12. <laughs> here's here's what here's what 
to expect. If we had a, if I could say, probably first question is, looking back on your younger life, even though I do feel old, on young life, what would you say to the younger person? Or how would you change things differently? Changing things differently would be tough. You know, group of pastor's kid, you already have the expectations through a roof. Mm-hmm. It's already, you're already being, like Donald Trump knows, he knows by experience very well. You're being examined literally for every tweet, Facebook post, Instagram post, whatever he had. Yeah. You know, literally, you know, that's bring politics in it, but literally right, you're right. being graded on every, oop, sign the pen. Oops. But who's doing the grading, right? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You know, but ah, oh, those witch hunts, those are fun. <laughs> but but you got, you know, but you're graded like, oh, Michael's, you know, we, you know, I think when I went to college in Kentucky, my youth pastor at the time would message my dad. Michael's got up, and it was a beautiful summer, someone designed it. I like it, it was just school. I wish I still had it, but the school when MySpace was still big before Facebook realized that you know you can you can censor stuff. You have you have all kinds of you know layouts and this that stuff. Beautiful school. I literally got a message from my youth pastor saying that's demonic. I need you to take it down. Mm. I said, well, first of all, it's not demonic. It's actually a pretty nice piece of artwork. Second of all, no. So he messaged my dad. Dad getting involved. Whatever. So I don't. I love being the pastor's kid. I think that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, but younger me, if I could say 20 years ago, that what I could change probably would have been, first of all, not fall asleep in psychology, but there's a, that's another long story behind that. But probably worked a little bit harder in school, but focused more on what was important and realized at the time, yeah. more important stuff is more important compared to how many ball games or other stuff that took place. You know, mm. work a little bit harder in school. Don't worry yeah. about the sex, the women, the sports, the the money, the yeah. whatever. Um, you know, not saying I would have been on OnlyFans or fans only, but um, yeah, definitely would have done a little few things. Another question would have been, you know, um, legacy. What would you remind be mind of? And I hope all... And I know I have a thousand some followers. I can probably can guarantee I don't know how half of them. Um, <laughs> but I respect them. I love them all. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I couldn't tell you what happened, but my hope, hopefully, Lord willing, you know, they're still around when I pass on. The legacy is he was a family guy that worked his butt off. May not have been perfect at times. I, yeah, I screwed up at times too. But hopefully, I remembered as a uh, big hearted guy that loves his family at the end of the day. He enjoyed every moment. And was uh, was there when it mattered the most. Yeah. You know, I can go into more stories, but to me, family at the end of the day defines the biggest mm. undefeated reason of why you should live. And unfortunately, people don't have that blessing. I feel for them. Yeah. And so, um, and people are always like, when McClint talks the last name, I'm definitely Irish. Uh, my kids show proof of it. My dad's proof of it. <laughs> we're in the process of, we finally figured out we're in Ireland. I have to figure out the city and town. But it's interesting tracking back. But, yeah. Um, you know, I think those would be definitely questions I've always, like, why hasn't anybody asked? Another one is, what's a, you know, kind of like the teeth. You know, I was someone, <laughs> like, negatively, you know, earlier in the show. Well, I think this is MySpace, I think. MySpace might have been Periscope. I really don't care. Well, you look like Michael Strahan. Yeah. First of all, I'm not black. 
Second of all, thanks for the compliment. He's a handsome guy. I'll, I'll give him props. First of all, he's more athletic than I am. I'm sure he's probably height-wise. He's got me at least, what, four inches, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, no, actually, I was tongue-tied at birth. And so what that means for people that don't know is your tongue is attached to the bottom of your mouth. So literally, you can't talk. And so it kind of talked like this. Uh-huh. It's trying to get going, but you obviously you can't. Well, at the same time, up here, they should have clipped what was down there as well. Well, the dentist didn't, and so that's why you have the gap. So people are like, well, how do you have the gap? No, I'm not black, first of all. I always get that. Are you black? I do, I do get another thing of, are you Hispanic? I do love Mexican food. I'm not Hispanic. I'm white as a goat. Um, I don't know. My mom asked me. She said, yeah. Um Someone asked me, is your oldest son Mexican? She says, no. <laughs> I, I don't, honest to God, truth, I don't know why. I'm, I'm either, or somehow I'm black, which we all, technically, if you want to consider, I'm Vietnamese, <laughs> I'm Arabic, I'm Canadian, I'm Hispanic. At the end of the day, we all bleed the same red. So we're all foreigners. You know, there's no such thing as I'm American. Well, we are American. I'm Irish. I'm Irish American. Um, <laughs> My ancestors shipped over. Hey, that's why I love this country. We're all from one area. But yes, yeah, true oh, story. Man. I'm Hispanic. I look Hispanic and I'm black, which, hey, I'm Michael Strahan. Hey, dude, nothing wrong with that, man. Michael Strahan's cool. Yeah, he's cool. And when you said the, the gap, I was yep. like, I, he's the first one I thought of. Yep. And it's cool that, man, it is what it is it at is. that point. When someone asked me, why don't you get braces? Well, hell, I'm 20-something years old. This is how apparently God wants me to be made, and that's how it's going to be. Yeah. Now, 40-something years down the road, if I'm 70-something years old, I got to have all my teeth pulled, and so be it. Right. At least I'll have the 70 years prior to. Yeah. To look back, I'm like, oh, that was cool. Kick a field goal. Good. <laughs> Dude. Dude, okay, so <clears throat> have you listened to a podcast? Mm-hmm. I listened to it this morning on the way up to uh, Blanchard. Man, because the questions... <laughs> That you just answered or asked yourself are the questions I knew. That was one of them. I do remember the the uh, going back to changing thing. Now the other one I just thought of like just off the top of my head. No, I listened to the one. I can't remember which one it was, but one of them was if you could look back and change. Yeah. By the way, great podcast, especially when you go to Blanchard. You know the radio. I still think is hyped in. Dude, I this is like this guy sounds like he's we're just. Whatever, man. This is yeah. great. No, I listen to him. <laughs> Good work. <laughs> it almost got me stumped, but you haven't stumped me. Exactly. What's your future plans for the Air Raid Attack podcast? <clears throat> you know, we're working. Uh, future plans. I like to get get it going. I know we're in the process, or I'm in the process of who we are, but I'm in the process of of getting the intro stuff. You know, getting. Where my goal is to get, um, you know, bigger name coaches. Understand they're busy. Not so so much Lincoln Riley, but maybe a, a, a Long Kruger, a Skip Johnson, though you baseball manager. Um, just certain big time people. Maybe not coaches, athletes. Maybe mm-hmm. front office. I like to get politicians on. Oh, However, yeah. I've been told through Grapevine, if you get a politician on your podcast, more than likely you're going to. End your career on a short note, or you're spike it up. 
I don't know. What do you mean in your career? In your career as a host? As a podcaster, yeah. Why? This person, um, I don't really think highly of as it is, but um, pretty much we'll say he loves the SEC, just so you know. Okay. You know, whatever. You know, it's not my fault that your team got stopped by an OU team, but, you know, whatever. Um, But no, he says when you bring in politicians – or you talk politics, it's a good way to end. Supposedly, it's a long story short, if you brought in, let's go, Kevin Stitt, who I, I love to death, Kevin Stitt. Supposedly, supposedly, it might end your career because a lot of people will look at you as strictly Republican, strictly Democrat, mm. strictly Libertarian, which I think is a bunch of BS, mm. me personally. Mm-hmm. But again, um, so to answer your question, if it ends my career or not, hey, I'm not I don't get paid for doing this. Yeah. So it's fun. Yeah. In my career, cool. I mean, the half my Twitter followers are going to be off my list. Huh. Um, Interesting. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I don't know why my, because I got a few people in my, I like to message out and say, Hey, would you be interested? I want to do it anyway, just because. Yeah. I mean, totally should. Screw it. If you, I mean, it's not like I, I mean, it's not like Sirius XM going to pick up the air attack pocket. Oh, this dude's so controversial. We need him. Yeah. I mean, the chance of that is no. That's the thing. You talk about controversial. That's what I feel like mm-hmm. a lot of people try to seek out or want because it's, it's the hot takes and it's like, let's, it's okay not to have a hot take. It's not, it's okay not to be controversial. Exactly. If you want to have Governor Stid on, have Governor Stid on. If he decides he wants to come on, great. I think it would be a great honor to have Governor Stidham. Boy, no kidding. We had Lieutenant Governor Purnell on before he yep. was Lieutenant Governor. During this campaign, he came on the show. He's not a great guy. He's not? He's a good guy. Oh, he's a good guy. He's like, well, I don't know. I mean. Oh, he's a good guy. Yeah, he's, uh, a, good he's guy. a great guy. David uh, Holt, the OKC mayor. He's another one I'm trying to get on. Now, he'll he'll um, he'll comment and tweet back up from time to time. So, hey, it's worth a shot. But, you know, people will sit there and try to and, – and, to answer your question, long story around, is I'm going outside the boundaries. So what's the plans for the podcast? We're going over and beyond. I'm not going to limit the podcast in the box that says, well, you strictly need to talk sports because it's an mm. area type podcast. Well, no. Technically, no. You may yeah. have a football behind it because some little douchebag thought that the real talk in the 405 was, was his idea and whatever. Um, so anyway... You know, we're going over and beyond. You know, I'm just going outside the box. You know, it's time to, you know, be undefeated. Just go out there. Mm. And and the and the message, the text that you said, hey, be yourself. So you know what? It's time to be yourself on the podcast. Not saying I wasn't myself on the podcast, but be yourself. Go get the politicians. Go get the entertainers. Go get the local donut shop guy because maybe he has a story. Mm -hmm. Especially local businesses. I love local businesses. Yeah, there's a most of them. If you're in small town, these small towns, there's a story behind them. Yeah, and so, you know, that's the that's the goal this year. Um, not again. I don't get paid doing this. Yeah, I don't think. It, and really, if I was, I don't know if it'd be even fun at that point because then you're you're already limiting yourself. It's like, yeah, I want to push myself, but now you already know you're you're not you're getting paid. It's like. Uh, I want to go more. Yeah, but we're getting paid, so you kind of right. set your boundaries and comfort zone. So, right now we're going. I'm going hardcore this year. Hopefully, hoping to add a co-host. I would like to. I know the people that the female mix like, oh, but you're married. 
No. Okay. People, it's 2021. You have to think outside the box. I like to get a female aspect on it just to get a woman's perspective. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I got someone in mind that if he's interested, I'm not for sure to schedule. I know he works nights, which would kind of eliminate quite a bit. Yeah. Um, but no, um, we're going, but we're going out. We're That's going cool, out. Man. Literally going out with the bang. Yeah. I'm going politician. I got someone in mind that out of respect to her privacy for the time being, I'm going to keep it definitely a DO. Because mm. um, she's, I'll let you know off, off screen. Yeah. But for now, down low. But, um, but no, it's, uh, we're going, we're going this year. We're going hard, big time hardcore. Dude, I love it, man. Yeah. Get outside the box, get outside the comfort zone, do what you want to do, be you. That's the thing. People are like, oh, man, just be you, be you. And then you start being you. They're like, oh, wait, hold on, man. Put on the brakes when. And that's, that's a good point because that's how society is now. Yeah. Especially right now with everything going on. It has been the last four years. Regardless of what fencer you were on was, oh, now if you're a Trump, you're a racist. Mm-hmm. Well, no, but okay. If you're buying well, you're whatever. Well, you might be. And that's perfectly <laughs> fine. Um, but I don't like these masks. I'm trying to get rid of these masks. But um, isolating ourselves don't work. But uh, but anyway, the long story short is, is the last four years, especially the last four years, I don't mm-hmm. recall this country being so divided previous, but um, no, yeah. it's like you said. Oh, I can't believe Mike said this. And now all of a sudden, oh, he's a racist, he's a bigot, and mm. now we're you know, the negativity yeah. comes into play. Yeah. We're, we're now we're offended. Yeah. It's well, you're definitely not racist. You're definitely nah. not a bigot. You are a family man who yep. believes in country and believes in freedom. Your grandfather was a great man, great family man. Yep. You know, you, your dad was there by your side in 2011. Then your mom yep. was there in 2020. So, I mean, dude, you're undefeated, bro. Absolutely. 100%. And, you know, I got military. My uncle. Yeah. I was served in the Navy. My grandmother's brother. Navy. Army. Mm. And then my two cousins currently serving overseas at an undisclosed location, both in the Army as well. So. Yeah. We got military background. I, I was thinking about joining National Guard, but yeah. unfortunately, my back had some issues. So. Mm. Yeah. Bummer. But. I pay my respect to them all. They yeah. all definitely deserve it. Hell, and we, the Space Force. Oh, yeah, dude. You know, I know people don't think of it as a branch, but the Space Force as well. So Yeah. No, that's cool, man. It's, it's creative, and that's what we need in this country yeah. is creativity, getting outside of the box bubble, mm-hmm. if you will. Because I do, people argue, like, no, there's no box. It's like, yeah, people live in a bubble. Yep. And I don't care which book you're at. That's the thing. We, you read so many books like, oh, that's that's the one. That's it. Mm-hmm. Use your own brain. And just look around. We do live in a, a somewhat of a bubble, so we got to get outside. Branch, to your point. Yep. Branch that podcast. Have fun. Be you. Exactly. I mean, you got to branch yourself out. I mean, regardless if you're a podcaster, if you're an entertainer at work, yeah. Yeah. you got you got you to gotta set yourself out there. Because, I mean, you never know. You may run across that one person that's like, yeah. I really like him or her. Mm-hmm. And there's set, you know, you, you're setting the tone for yourself, yeah. and from there you don't know the sky's the limit after that. Yeah, but you got to get there first. You got to set yourself out there, and then you got to branch yourself out there. So that's the goals, and I'm, and I think we're going to get there. Just you know, it's a process. It's like everything else is. 
Speaking of process, Governor Stitt, Michael McClintock, if you were to ask Governor Stitt one question, what would it be and how to get him on your podcast? You got the con. Ooh. <laughs> First of all, Governor Stitt, if you're watching this, thank you for your service. You're doing my ne- a marvelous job, marvelous job, uh, especially taking over what was a debacle of Governor of Governor Mary Fallon, um, but um, but all politics aside, first off, if you're watching this, I would love to have you on the show. Show, um, I'm sure you can get my number. Uh, Department of, of Transportation, I'm sure has it, um, or you can tweet me. I don't know how politicians can find us, and I'm sure there's a way. But my question to you, besides coming on the show, is in order to make Oklahoma continue the, the great trend that you're going. Education still seems to be the issue, unfortunately. And COVID, I think you're doing a great job regardless of what the media says. How can you improve education and what kind of options are you giving those stay-at-home parents that are, t- are during this COVID time? Uh, how are you going to um, help them out in the long run? Because I know a lot of them were lost jobs from it. Um, income cuts and so on and so forth. So I guess my question to you, Governor, is, you know, is there a way we can help these uh, families out that's dealt with the home, the home, uh, the homeschool during this time? That's a good question. That's a really good question. So Governor Stitt. Governor Stitt, please come on our show and please come see this wonderful (laughs) man too. Trust me, I'm a huge fan of yours. Nothing's going to happen. No, for real, I love Governor Stitt. You know, JJ, his brother, um, I'm I'm working on him right now. You know, oh, yeah. and I used to talk for we still talk on occasion. Okay. So hey, like I said, it's a process, Dude. but no yeah. hook up with JJ. He's a wonderful guy too. Okay. Definitely wonderful. Man, we could have another show about that. We should have oh, another show about yeah. that. So you you talked about co hosts earlier. If you wanted a co host who could translate what you're talking about in Vietnamese for your audience. <laughs> You know, I got, I don't know, you know, on, on Anchor, it will give us country or give me a whole list of countries that my podcast is out to. I can get on there right now and name them all, but you got Canada, you got Mexico, Singapore's on there, Switzerland's on there, Japan's on there, Iran's on there, which I find very interesting. I don't know they have any technology out there. Iran, um, there's a few other ones, but that's awesome, it's man. pretty interesting. That's a great reach. Yeah, no kidding. Wow. I'm really stoked, stoked about Iran. I, I love Iran now. Dude. You know, that's that's my people now. But uh, once we get North Korea and then we got some in Russia, once we get those two, uh, then I'm going to get my guards up now. But, but uh, no, it, it's pretty cool. But yeah, you know, I'll definitely have a translator. Hey, next thing on the list, I'll get on YouTube. I'll start a YouTube channel. And um, I'll do it, and and, and people are like, well, you're mocking. No, it's really a, a great idea. Again, we're thinking mm-hmm. outside the box and going mm-hmm. beyond. ASL, there you go. sign language. Yeah, you know, I don't know anybody that does it, but I'm sure I can find someone. I got some people and say, hey, can you uh, interpret this? Because who knows, you know? That's true, man. Hundred percent. You could actually send your podcast to someone; they they would do it for you. That'd be pretty. I don't cool. know how much it would cost, but it's probably not not bad. I'm sure it's not much. No, it's probably more than like fifteen dollars an hour, but. <laughs> Hey, if it's more than 15 bucks an hour, 
then these guys really need to realize they can educate themselves and actually pursue something. Mm, I love it. Because that's important. ASL is huge. You can get some good money. You can oh, make yeah. a li- excellent living off of that. 100%. Especially the ones that get into it when the, the politicians are going off, you know. I mean, they body language is like, man. I have to send you a video. I'm sure you probably saw it. But this woman is doing a rap concert. Boy, this woman gets into it. I don't know. You might have seen it. It's a, I haven't it's, seen it. Send it to me. It's an old. I have to find it. Okay. It's an older, probably good five, six years ago, but it's definitely pre-Trump. But uh, um, but no, because you got it, it's fascinating. But she was getting into. It. I, I was kind of you know in the rapper. I don't know who the rapper was, but you know he was getting into him like, you go guys. Nice. No, it's it's really cool. It's really cool. So, but no, again, it's it's outside of the box, and I love it, man. You know, Canada. Hopefully, I'll be up there soon because. We were supposed to be up there in, in April. Um, go up to, we we're supposed to fly out to Oklahoma City, Minneapolis, Minneapolis to Winnipeg, Winnipeg to Calgary, Calgary to Vancouver, sail out, hit up Alaska, come back to Seattle. Dang. And then, yeah, and then COVID. You know, I was still going to go. Honestly, God, truth, I was still going to go. My wife was really, at that point, was later because, you know, that one cruise ship or a boat or whatever it was. Got stuck out in sea for 14 extra days or whatever mm-hmm. in California. Mm-hmm. So she was starting to get her mindset like, I really don't. I was like, nah, I'm paying for this. We're going. Yeah. yeah like you mentioned earlier, you know, don't, don't live in fear. I was like, no. And of course, Carnival Cruise says, sorry, but mm. I'm like, okay, well, now I can't go. Yeah. So, and of course, they're still working with us, but I'm going to keep that Alaska trip because I've never been up there. I would love to go up there. I would really love to go up through Canada. Um, and uh visit that so once they open the borders up for us you know yeah for us americans <laughs> i'll appreciate that i like it man how do our viewers and listeners get in touch with you brother hey on air with mike uh on air with mike m-i-k-e uh some people do ask that m-i-k-e or m-i-c no it's m-i-k-e uh, on air with mike follow the show air raid underscore podcast uh youtube it we'll get that out there it's air raid attack podcast search it, search it. You'll see a few videos. Most of it's just the audio version of the show. Uh, Facebook, I don't do. Um, Instagram, no. Um, Snap, I don't get that point. But definitely Twitter, YouTube it. And uh, all the information we will get out there as well. He's not on TikTok. (laughs) Sorry, China. You're not going to see my house. And you're not going to see me do whatever kind of dances are big out there right now. (laughs) <laughs> Double up, man. <laughs> Sorry, child. I just I can't buy into that right now. I just can't. You guys are smart. You guys are way out beating us in technology and education. But uh, you guys will be waiting for the next four years. I do promise you that. But uh, nonetheless, no, for real, I don't do TikTok. I just I can't watch people either. I feel like I'm comfortable because a lot of people look like they're. 12 or 19 21 and they're mm. like oh i'm 13 like oh shit so no nah, i don't do tiktok but definitely on air with mike all jokes aside air rate underscore podcast for the twitters uh youtube air rate attack podcast search it and uh find it all out there once again in chinese joyce here thank you very much My for pleasure. your time coming on our show Look in the cameras. We have two of them, man. Oh, mic'd up, wired up, technology. This is raw because look, our technology failed. 
It's 2021. The Chinese have already seen us. And our own government probably watched us. That's amazing. <laughs> have you no- <laughs> no, I'm done. My Wi-Fi has been messed up since uh, since the guy took office. I'm just going to let everybody know that. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Look at the cameras and do you approve this podcast? I'm Michael McClintock, and I approve this message. And I approve this podcast. My name is Wong Lam. Joyce here. Come on. Merci. Gracias. I say in four different languages, man. Thank you. Five languages. I approve this podcast. I need to catch up here, you know. Man, I love it, brother. Thank you so much. Absolutely. <laughs>Thank you so much for tuning into Defining Moments Podcast. We appreciate your feedback. We appreciate your time, the time that you took to listen to their guests and their story. Any feedback you have will be greatly welcome. Improvements, critical thoughts, please let us know. Be brutally honest because that's how we like it. Enjoy your day. Stay undefeated.